Hey, 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 everybody. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Talk Cash or Don't Speak podcast. I'm your host, John Odebo, also known as Johnny Debs. Hope you're ready for today's episode. Let's get it. You are tuned into a rant style personal finance podcast. If you're looking for someone to get in your face about personal finance and investing topics, I'm definitely your guy. The motto on this show is talk cash or don't speak. All right, all right, all right. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the newest episode of the Talk Cash or Don't Speak podcast. I'm your host, John Odebo, aka Johnny Deebs. AKA Johnny Talk Cash or Don't Speak. AKA most people just say, Johnny, please don't talk. Anyway, thank you for tuning in, guys. Uh, I appreciate you listening. I'm so hyped. If you can't tell, energies are on a maximum level. Um, you got me on a Monday, actually, and that's why I, I took a nice Sunday for some self care and relaxation. But actually, the other reason I'm hyped this guy, this host that we've got on today, the man, the myth, the legend, they 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 write about him in in folk tale stories. Yababa Yega, <laughs> the boogeyman himself, <laughs> Mister. I've got six jobs. I don't get tired. <laughs> Bobby Obo, everybody, thanks for joining us, Bobby. What's up, everybody? Thank you for uh, having me. It's uh, my pleasure being here. Awesome. Bobby is a brother from another mother here, straight from Nigeria. Um, for the listeners that don't know, I am half English, half Nigerian. My dad is the Nigerian side. Um, and so when me and Bobby met, it was, it was an instant connection, had some good vibes right away. But uh, this is a businessman. And, and is, as Donald Trump says, he's a businessman doing business. <laughs> but uh, no, Bobby is one of the truest, uh, truest definitions of the term entrepreneur that I know. Um, and I thought it'd be really great to get him on here talk about his story a little bit. Um, it's got a couple of different businesses going on and this guy is creative and that's what I appreciate. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm burning the candle at both ends right now myself too, but uh, this guy, Mr. Six Jobs, <laughs> he doesn't get tired. Uh, he's always working. Um, I would say Bobby's motto is probably no one cares work harder. I don't know. But anyway, right. Bobby, let's, uh, let's get into it, man. Um, mm-hmm. Do you mind uh, maybe just giving a bit of an intro, maybe maybe a little bit of your background, tell us moving to the states, and uh, I don't know, you're you're kind of working on the American dream right now, or the the Nigerian dream, as you called it earlier on. Like, tell tell us a little more about yourself. Um, I moved to the country six years ago. Very tough, tough experience because before you get to the United States from the the immigration process. Yes, of course. Um, I had to write the SAT exam two times, and being someone who does not like math, it was quite a Herculean task. You mm-hmm. know, pulling all nighters, studying maths to be able to do well, and I had a series of interviews, and I needed to show that myself or my parents had enough ac- assets to finance my stay in America. And it was, you know, I needed a recommendation from the local government, from a clergyman, from a pastor. Um, That's wild. So, because they want to make sure that they bring in the best and only the best, and you're going to be adding, <laughs> absolutely, and you're going to be adding value to the economy. And to date, I'm doing the same job. 
And it's so beautiful because the essence of travel is that you're able to experience new things, new people. Now John is my friend. So, but if I didn't... Trying to be. Absolutely. <laughs> if, if I didn't make that step to actually experience, like today you can move to Italy, John. Now that brings you to a whole different reality, a whole different experience because you're traveling. So it's, it's really uh, an eye-opener to be in this country because I've learned so much stuff and I've learned so much stuff that I knew before and opened myself to new realities. And it's uh, wonderful to see the growth and maturity in myself. <laughs> You're your own biggest fan. Always. Yeah, I no love apologies. that. No apologies. Uh, yes, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, Bob, what, um, I guess what, what was the initial goal or what, uh, what triggered the thought process of like, let's go to America? What, what, what was the move there? Well, I didn't want to come to America, mm-hmm. first of all. Like, just uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I fought with my parents about that. Because I, 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 in my family, every single time we finish high school, our parents are like, which country do you want to go study? And everyone had to make up their minds. Okay. Unfortunately, I chose, I chose France, which is an amazing place, which I've always wanted to study because of my love for the language. Wait, Bob, parlez-vous français? Je parle un peu français. Pourquoi pas? Oh, c'est bon, c'est bon. Of course. And... My parents refused that I was going to go to France because they said, well, we don't know anybody in France. <laughs> I said, who cares if we don't know anybody in France? I want to go to France. Um, regardless, <laughs> right, regardless of how smart you could be, there's a reason why your parents are your parents. Sure. They came out of this world before you. And as long as they are not self-sabotaging parents, they will want the best for you. Certainly. So after like almost a year of going back and forth if I should come to America or not. I finally gave him that I was going to be here. And it took me a, a, another year of preparing. Right, that process you just... Yes, the immigration process here. you just described, right? So, um, so yeah, I've just, uh, you know, been building businesses, which is my passion. Uh, funny enough, my passion makes me money. Awesome. Um, Love to hear that. That's yes. what we're here for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um great well all right so what was the when we when we first met it was like june june last year 2020 or so Mm -hmm. um uh what was the business that you were working on then because when we met i was working at a company called autodesk and i thought the uh the software that or well your business was super interesting super relevant to what we did a little bit there um i remember that stood out a lot so what, what were you working on back when we first met yeah, I had um, uh, a 3D printing business where with non-invasive laser technology, we explode tiny air bubbles with a, cre- a 3D printing machine and it forms the image in your phone inside a pure stone. So it comes out alive. People love that gift. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Okay. I got to clarify here. All right. The crystal is coming out alive? Walk me through that a little bit more, if you don't mind. Or like, I don't know, because I've never seen this because because it has, yeah, I haven't seen this yet. It is the coolest thing you ever see in the 3D industry because um, it's basically creating tiny air bubbles inside a crystal using the pictures of your phone, pulling the pictures apart pixel by pixel and exploding tiny air bubbles inside a crystal that forms the image you give me. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I hope the listeners understanding there a little bit, uh, probably a little more unique than, than what you're seeing. Of, uh, how is it unique, Bob? Cause this is made out of pure stone. 
pure stones that last forever and we take pictures you have on Facebook screenshots on your phone or regular photos you take on your phone okay you email it to me your grandma's picture your wedding picture the only picture your grandfather took while he was in the military and we take this Damn. one and we create a lasting memory yeah. out of it the most things people are passionate <clears throat> and and connect emotionally with is their memory they live and they die with us that's true it's powerful that ability to preserve that memory that can actually last a lifetime in something as much as a crystal that makes the pictures come out 3D. My God, it's more of an experience, John. That's awesome. Um, Bobby, how'd you even get involved in that? I uh, got trained by a company, a huge, huge uh, 3D uh, printing company in New York City. Okay. And I was only that tutelage uh, for four years. And I learned how the business works. In and out. And one thing that got me very, very excited about this industry was just the smile on the face of the clients when they're coming to pick up their order or the tears of the clients. You're able to be there in their shoes. Yeah. Whether it's someone who just lost their only siblings or lost their dog, you're there with them in that experience and you put yourself in their shoes. So... My work isn't really 3D printing. It's empathy and relationship building. Because I've been able to share the experiences of these amazing clients of mine. And they basically become family. So, but it just so happens that 3D printed images are or is the platform that connects us. Sure. So... After a while, I was like, you know what? I think I think I I I I got a hang of this stuff. And since I have a passion of building a business, I don't want to be working in a company and cutting corners. Yeah, I can honorably discharge myself. That's right. And then pooling resources, raise money, and I begin this business. It wasn't easy to depart from this company because they trusted me. We built the whole. We built fantastic memories. We made a lot of money with the company and for the company. So all of a sudden, when I decided to leave, all hell broke loose. They're like, what? You don't know anybody in this country. You're from Nigeria. You don't have what it takes. You don't have enough money. Where a million-dollar company is just you. Damn. They didn't realize they were talking to the wrong guy. Oh, my God. All the way I did was feeling the passion. I was going to say, they probably fired you up. Yeah. Oh, I was like, well, I'm going to prove myself right this time around. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, business is my passion, and it's all a game for me. Okay. I wake up thinking about it. I sleep thinking about how, who can I offer value? Whose life can I change? What can I do for the next person that will make his or her life easier? First of all, I make money. And second of all, I sleep better at night knowing I, I contributed positively to the society. I'm going to take a job. So, so, Bob, what brought you to Denver? The business brought me to Denver. Um, I moved uh, to Denver to open the business for the company I was working for. And... Uh, after a few months, I decided, you know what, I think I, I, I can do this on my own. So I uh, pulled the trigger and uh, find the lease in a different location, um, borrowed money from my sister, borrowed money from the bank, and I built that business from scratch into a six-figure business. And, you know, I ended up hiring two other um, staff members to help me, um, young people who are, in their, you know, teenagers, 
um, because I always believe in giving opportunity to um, people who are in their teenage years and giving them like a lot of responsibility because yeah. that is a way to build capacity. You can't be an adult as a child until you grow into adulthood. I, I agree. I like it. Giving an opportunity to the youth. Um, you said sign a lease. So what kind of, uh, like is a storefront? Is Are we talking strip malls? Are we talking in a mall? Um, what, what, where are you leasing? What's, what's the location looking like? How are you selling? Yeah, um, we have um, a storefront in uh, Flatiron and Cross Mall. And uh, one thing about uh, people who have small businesses, you have to be where the people are. You don't go to Highlands Ranch in the middle of nowhere and set up a, a store and expect <laughs> to have a traffic. You're, you're pissing in the wind. <laughs> um, you have to be where the people are, whether when it's online or offline. But offline, which is where I have um, a lot of experience in, which is the face-to-face dealing with people, it has to be where there's traffic. So we have um, a store in Florida across the mall. And, um, you know, sometimes people walk into our store and they're like, where is the owner? They're talking to me. I'm like, well, this is he. How can I help you? He's like, oh, like, oh, I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, this is he. Um, so it's really, it's it's a sense of pride for me that I'm doing something, that I was doing something remarkable and I was able to inspire my staff to let them know that age doesn't affect you from actually doing for something. sure, yeah. So you don't have to be like, yeah, I'm only like 19, I'm young. Well, guess what? When I was 19, I wasn't sitting on my hands. So your age does not limit you from anything. Regardless, even though you might not have experience, there are many people willing to lend the helping hand to mentor you and show you the way. The blessing of me being in Denver is that I had a lot of people who were willing to give me free advice, direction, mentorship, referrals. It's a blessing for me. And I don't take that lightly at all. That is how I was able to pull it. Even I had the ability to get um, financial companies to back me because of recommendation from people. That's awesome. So here you people uh, build that network, build those relationships, go where you have the relationships, go, go where it makes sense too, it sounds like as well. Yes. <clears throat> um, Bob, how did, uh, how did, I mean, you're in a mall here. COVID, did that affect business at all? My God, did it affect my business? Heck yes, it did. <laughs> we went from six figures to no figures. No? Because no, no one was coming into the mall. Nobody who wants to get the virus. <laughs> so, and I wouldn't put my clients in that tough spot by putting pressure for them to come in into the mall. No, this business is bigger than myself. So the customers first and always. So we shut down. I laid off my staff. And again, 2020 was an opportunity for me to think, okay, fine. The shit has hit the fan, if I'll use that word. Now, as a human, as an entrepreneur, how do we navigate? How do we try to be stable in a world that is so unstable? Right. How can I hone in and use all my creative juices and all the talent and... Just all the strategy inside of me to be able to find out a way to create revenue. At the end of the day, all we're looking for is to get ahead financially. Sure. I could be selling turkey sandwiches for all I care. <laughs> Regardless, it was time for me to figure out, okay, now, this is happening to the world. We're all on lockdown. I have 
huge responsibilities. And the mall on its own, my rent was $4,000. I had my staff salary. I had um, um, a standing uh, debt payment of, of loans that I took out for the business. Equipment sure. financing. Yeah. Uh, business financing. Yeah. And now it was time. Instead of me to throw in the towel. Instead of me to complain. Instead of me to play the victim. Instead of me to commit suicide. The first thing I did when the pandemic started was I bought two cars. And I went on Craigslist. And I found people who had driver's licenses that were needing jobs. Where did you buy the cars from? Craigslist. Okay. Okay, so you don't have to break break a bank to buy a car. Sure. And again, I wasn't looking to press, impress anybody because I am complete. I am enough. Love that. So I don't need to go to a dealership to start, you know, buying cars or like a luxury car that, that, like your driving job. Um, this was... <laughs> Ooh, man, shots fired. It's All a right, Jeep, bro. Okay, it's a Jeep. Okay. <laughs> So this was supposed to be solely for business. So I bought uh, two cheap cars and I gave it to uh, two young men who was who were doing DoorDash with it. And they were just giving me a cut out of the profit. So that was a creative way to actually bring in revenue. Um, and then I jumped right into um, a business called, that brings us to the next conversation of apartment locating business. Right, right. So that's what Bob's involved in right now. Um, I want to wrap up that last thought, the, the 3D printing real quick, because um, I think I think there was a little bit of opportunity there, but like you're in it, right? Who am I to who am I to say this? But like, did you think about going digital at all? Like we've seen obviously Walmart take on huge e-commerce uh, opportunity recently, Amazon crushing it, Etsy going crazy. Um, did you think about selling that product on Etsy or or anything like that to try to build more of a, a digital footprint? Definitely, I did think about it, John, and I realized very fast that I suck when it comes to like <laughs> online and the whole algorithm and targeting and find yeah the marketing all, all these details of marketing. There's a huge there's a quote that says, "Man, know thyself." That word is a guiding principle of my life. I focus on what I know how to do, and I just pay someone to do what I don't know how to do. Sure, outsource it. Definitely makes sense. So I'm not going to sit down here feeling inadequate because I don't know how to, you know, choose the algorithm and find a target market for my product. I'm trying to like all this esoteric stuff that I can't, um, that I just can't control. Right. So I abandoned the business until further notice. So, so what's funny, we had Jake Marvin on a couple episodes ago. He's a financial coach, and what he was really trying to focus on too was uh, was the online marketing. Um, I know a little bit about it because, like, you know, search engine optimization uh, sounds like science to me. I swear, at, at Google AdWords, things like that. But but there but uh, there is a little bit of a science to it, right? And and it's certainly a skill. Um, I I invite any of you listeners that um, that have some skill with this. I know I've worked with some people. I'm in sales. I've worked with some people through some companies here that have some skill with this, but. There are entrepreneurs out there that are willing to outsource some business to you yes. as a little side gig. Yes. Don't shy away from the money, right? You can work your nine to five. If you know what you're doing, it's probably an extra hour or two, uh, maybe a little more than that each week. But um, I've read about some guy who, you know, he just put the effort in on the front end and it streamlines through uh, and eventually starts automating itself. So there's all different types of skills. Know what yours is. Know what you're good at. 
and and dig uh, do a deep dive into that skill and and monetize. Yeah, don't um, try to be everything to everyone. You would be nothing to nobody at the end of the day. If you're yeah, I I agree completely. Stick to your strengths there. Um, so I mean, well, real quick, Bob, the, the little chance to plug yourself here. Um, if anybody has this skill, how how would they reach out to you? Um, and then. I mean, yeah, about working with you on the 3D printing business or, or just, you know, learning a little more about your story. It's a nice little opportunity here. We'll take a pause and uh, do some do some self, uh, self-promotion. self Definitely. It will be like uh, an honor um, for me to have people who know what they're doing in the online marketing world to come in and, uh, you know, help me out. And uh, as long as your pricing is right, we will do business. I was born to do business. How can they reach out to you, Bob? Um, you can look up my Instagram at uh, 3D Crystal Gift DNV. Um, you can look at my personal page, um, Bobby Obo, B O B B Y O B O H. I also follow John and then the, the podcast on Instagram. So you can well, we'll, find we'll get you guys uh, those not those out there on the on the post. Yes, but anyone sure. who has like has that uh has a knack, who has the gumption and aptitude of actually building uh, an online business, I would love to talk. Um, we can always uh, complement each other and make money together. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so that brings us to modern day. We are in 2021. Bob, what are we doing? What are we up to? How are we putting food on the table at this point in time? You mentioned some apartment hunting business. I make money while I sleep. <laughs> and, uh, you can ask me how the hell that happened. Um, again, the passion, my intention has always been to find a way to make someone else's life easier. Yes, forget about the fact that I get paid for it, which is very, very important. Regardless, it's still the mission. And whether it's crystal or whether it's anything else, it's still the mission. So I started helping people who needed to like rent apartments all over downtown Denver. That is the only area I concentrate on for now. So what I do is, you know, you want to rent a penthouse, you want to rent a studio apartment, you hit us up on our website or you call my phone or you text me on any of our advertisements online. You say, hey, this is my budget. This is the kind of views I want. This is um, the kind of amenities I want. Um, We want, I want to have like, bouquet delivery i want a concierge in the unit i want um news someone that delivers newspapers to me um whatever it is you want i have a fiduciary agreement with most of the buildings in the downtown Denver area and what i do is i help them find people who need apartments Denver is a booming city. Everyone is moving to Denver. It's true. It's true. It's it's going crazy here. Yes. And a lot of these buildings don't have enough time to vet the people who bring in. So they hire us, who are the apartment locators, to kind of like sieve out um, and see the kind of people who qualify, either good credit, clean background, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And... Fill the people in and lock them into a 13 to 15 month contract. And we get paid the first month rent of these people. That is what the commission is. 
fire. Yes. And all I need to do is a few questions I need to ask online to qualify a person, send them an application, get them uh, on a tour. They get approved. I make money. I Maximum I spend on this person is five hours and I make anywhere from 1200 to 2500 that's awesome. Um, just for like four or five hours of work. Um, did you have to create any new uh, source or, 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 or pipeline filler for finding the um, finding the people, finding the tenants or potential tenants at this point? Yes. Um, you must realize without buyers of your product or service, you're not in business. You're a, you're a non-governmental organization. You're a volunteer. Non-profit. That's exactly <laughs> right. So how... Do I decide not to be a non-profit, but rather be someone that is um, offering value in exchange for pay is to fill my pipeline, just like you said. But it's not the tenants that pay you. The apartment complex pays you. The building pays me. So it is a free service to the people who are looking for housing. So that puts up the pressure from them. If you work with a regular real estate agent, you're going to pay something um, out of your pocket as a real estate agent, um, as a renter to the real estate agent. But as a locator... I started this company this January, and uh, you know it's it's been going fantastic. The only challenge I'm currently having is that a lot of people want housing, and but a lot of people still can't qualify because sure. of background and credit. And uh-huh. Again, I do have a service I do on the end on the on the, on the back end that helps people build their credit as well and take out inquiries and whatever that will be a limiting factor for you getting approved from your dream house or your dream car. Or a sure. dream apartment. So, like I said, it's the basis of me feeling good that I made someone's life easier, regardless of what it is I'm doing. So, you know, if you're interested in actually, you know, quitting your 9 to 5 job and actually making two times the money you're making from your current job, I tell you, I'm doing it. I wouldn't be here lying to you if I wasn't doing that. I can always show proof if I'm doing it or not. We can always work together. I'm always open to partner. I'm always open to, uh, to help you and why you help me. What does a partnership look like ideally? Maybe a cheeky little expansion into a new city or what are, what, are you, uh, what are you thinking for the... There is so much There is so much demand for um, housing and I get swarmed with replying uh, 40 messages a day to give you five tours a day. Um, and sometimes you miss out on some clients, but when you have you know, partners and team members who okay. are there to, you know, help you see this higher leads. volume they, that they, you can take they, on. They can make um, very good income out of it. They can, we can restructure it in a such a way that it's very, very fair and beneficial to you. Um, maybe if something you're interested in. And, you know, even though you might not know a lot about it, you can always try. You can always come in and I can give you a tour. We can make a mock, a mock tour. You can see what it looks like. Um, I would love that everyone listening to this podcast, actually in this year, whether it's in September or in July, actually finds a way to bring in an extra income, even if it's an extra $100 for doing something. You know, someone listening to us can start an apartment cleaning company. I actually know um, the same group of friends that introduced us, Bobby. Uh, I know a girl in there that, uh, in that friend group that started a cleaning business here in Denver. That's wonderful. Um, that's yeah. That's wonderful. It's not you know. It doesn't always have to be the uh, the glamorous work, no. so to speak. You just need to no. find a a hole in the market or a need. It doesn't even have to be a hole. It could be something that uh, that everybody uses. There's just enough demand, supply and demand, right? If there's enough volume, enough demand, get to it. Uh, get creative. Think about what you can do on the side, and 
I like it. I like the call to action here, Bobby. Um, I agree with you there. Uh, find an extra way to make some money. Um, and then because, I mean, COVID taught us a lot of different things, right? But I think one thing that we can all agree happened last year was job volatility in the market, you know? Um, and so if you're relying on one source of income, it's very risky. Um, you're, you're putting your whole livelihood at risk. And uh, that second income can start very small, like Bobby mentioned here, and it can grow. Um, yes. Or it can give you the, the, the business acumen to then go and figure out what, actually business, uh, what actual business would make sense. Um, but as I'm always, always saying here, you know, get creative. I love that. We're speaking the same, speaking the same language here. Sure. Okay. Quick pause guys. Um, so I hope you're enjoying the episode. I need you guys to go check out the top cash pod, Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Um, if you guys are in the stock market right now, I'm posting regular updates on stocks up on there uh, just to try to keep you guys up to date with news. Um, I try to keep you guys on top of the different sources that I use to stay on top of my game, right? Um, uh, different news sources and such. Um, a lot of real estate information being shared there as well. And uh, if you have any topics that you want to discuss, uh, hear about, uh, if you have your own little side gig going on and you'd like to you know, spread some awareness, uh, that's the chance to reach out to me. DM me, reach out um, at Talk Cash Pod on Instagram and at Talk Cash Pod on Twitter. Um, it's the same name, but I said it twice just so you remember it better. Um, here we go. Um, so, so check it out. Uh, I'm sure it will provide a little bit of value. Uh, you know, I, I've heard some from some people that it is helping them a little bit. Just uh, be more mindful. And uh, I invite you to come, come follow me on social media. If you're enjoying the pod, you'll enjoy the posts and the content that I share there. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you're enjoying the episode. Okay, Bob. Um, great. So potential for expansion here. Um, you heard it from him. Start forming your own side income. Um, and if you're interested, you know where to reach out to Bobby. He mentioned his contact info earlier on. Um, Bobby, what's next, man? Um, we talked a little bit earlier on about uh, some of our goals, right? Um, this was not on the podcast. I would love to maybe have that discussion here on the podcast and we just talk a little bit more about what's, you know, short-term, mid-term, long-term for, for you here, maybe. Short-term, make as much money as I can. Um, put out, Preach. Yes, put away as much as I can. Live as frugal as I can. It pays to make sure that your expenses are way, way, way lesser than your income. Um you know, I, I personally come from a background that is very communal. So it's important to have um, money set aside because your friend, your brother might need help. And what is life if you can't contribute to your ne- to next person's life? Sure. You know. If you've got enough, you can uh, share the wealth. Definitely. And again, it just makes me feel like it's, 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 it gives me a good feeling that I actually matter. Uh, my life wouldn't matter because I'm yelling that my life matters. My life will matter based on what I'm actually doing for this world that makes the world a better place. Um, uh, so that is a short-term goal. Um, you know, short-term goal is uh, 
I'm actually looking to hire um, people to come in as independent contractors to um, expand the business to help as much people as possible in the downtown area um, to help get people into as much homes as possible. The summer is coming in a few months. Um, we would need to take over the market. Yeah. Yeah, that's something we didn't even talk about. Um because you started this apartment hunting business in January. Yes. Winter is a I wouldn't say notoriously slow, but it's a slower area of the rental and uh home buying market. Um April, May, June, going into late summer. This is great. You've got the uh you've got the the infrastructure set up now. Yes. But the opportunity is there for the expansion um and the uh the demand is only going to go up. People do keep moving to Denver. You weren't lying. So I dared the listeners, the first two people to contact me through John or directly through me would keep 100% of their commission. Throwing down the gauntlet. All right, Bob, how can they reach out to you again one more time? Bobby Obo on Instagram, B-O-B-B-Y-O-B-O-H on Instagram or 3D Crystal Gift DNV on Instagram. And you can also call my office at 303-335-0181. Take a leap of faith. Reach out. There's a lot we can do together. Um, there are tons of opportunities to make money. And even if you're afraid... I'll be afraid with you, regardless. We will go forward together in spite of the fear. So you might have a lot of like uh, anxiety and thoughts about what you're supposed to be doing next. You have so much stuff getting thrown at you online, and it's almost impossible for you to make a decision. Can we just agree to start on something? I'm willing to experiment as well. So we can learn together and try out new stuff. And it's okay to fail. It doesn't mean your life is over. It doesn't mean you're, you're not worth it. Again... It's part of the process, and the rest, you, you have to fail a lot of time to be able to succeed. So cut yourself a slack, just free yourself a little bit, and just begin to do just out of excitement. That's fun. What else do you have to lose? It's okay. Worst case, you go back to your job. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Take that leap of faith, everybody. Um, don't hesitate to reach out to Bobby or myself. Uh, any questions, concerns, topics you want covered? Um, any interest you might have in working with, uh, Bobby here, the, the legend of downtown Denver, Mr. Works six jobs, doesn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the apartment complexes are like, why are you calling me at one? It's cause uh, it's cause your job number six. Right. <laughs> okay. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, Bob, any, uh, any final thoughts, any, any closing words here? It can only get better. Um, the best is yet to come. As long as you say yes to new opportunities, as crazy and as weird and as overwhelming, your future self will forever be thanking you for taking that step to do the things that make you reach your goals. Beautiful, magical words. You guys heard it here first. Say yes to the dress and say yes to new opportunity. (laughs) Uh, Guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Instagram at TalkCashPod, on Twitter at TalkCashPod, and uh, feel free to reach out to me, your host, Johnny Debs, a.k.a. John Debo, a.k.a. your girlfriend's favorite podcast host. 
I look forward to hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening.